day 193 of Shaped by the Word, Season 3. We are continuing on in the book of Jeremiah and chapter 32, Jeremiah buys a field. Fascinating. And so if you've ever been curious about ancient Near Eastern property purchasing practices, this is the day for podcast. you. This is how we did. This is what we were going to focus on. And yes, it does. In, 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 in this chapter, we do get into uh, you know, some of the practices of, of the time. But even more importantly, as we read this, because you know, oftentimes we come to passages and, and chapters in the Bible and we're like, what is going on? Um, there is this really cool thing happening here in chapter 32 that, you know, Jeremiah, he's going to, he's going to buy some land in Judah. And there's also like this other promise that we know that Judah is going to be exiled from this land that Jeremiah is buying. And so it seems kind of odd. And, and the command almost from, from God to Jeremiah to buy this land almost seems irrational. Like, why are we buying land? The people are going to be kicked out. And Jeremiah gets a little frustrated kind of with God and kind of questions God, but we do see that um, there's this really kind of cool symbolism happening that as Jeremiah is buying this land, it's speaking that this land is being bought with kind of a future hope attached to it. That as we buy this land, it seems weird now. It's actually kind of a symbol of when the people will return to the land and they can build houses and, and dwell again. So it is an interesting chapter, but uh, it does point us to this future hope held out in what we talked about yesterday, which is the new covenant. And so we will continue on in Jeremiah. We'll read verses 1 through 19. But before we do, uh, Katie, you mind open this up with a moment of prayer? Yeah. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for um, your promise that your word, in, in your word, you are able to um, reveal our hearts and um, expose our hearts and um, convict us. Um, so I pray that you would today, um, God, that as we open up your word, that you would search our hearts and, and know us and um, test us and um, to see if there is any um, anything in us, in our hearts, our minds that is not of you and um, lead us in your way everlasting. And um, would we trust in you? today and would we not walk away from your word um the same as when we when we came it's in christ and we pray amen jeremiah 32 1 through 19 this is the word that came to jeremiah from the lord in the 10th year of zedekiah king of judah which was the 18th year of nebuchadnezzar the army of the king of babylon was then besieging jerusalem and Jeremiah the prophet was confined in the courtyard of the guard in the royal palace of Judah. Now Zedekiah, king of Judah, was imprisoned with him there, saying, Why do you prophesy as you do? You say, This is what the Lord says. I'm going to give this city into the hands of the king of Babylon, and he will capture it. Zedekiah, king of Judah, will not escape the Babylonians, but will certainly be given into the hands of the king of Babylon and will speak with him face to face and see him with his own eyes. He will take Zedekiah to Babylon, where he will remain until I deal with him, declares the Lord. If you fight against the Babylonians, you will not succeed. Jeremiah said, The word of the Lord came to me, Hanal, son of Shalom, your uncle is going to come to you and say, Buy my field at Anathoth. 
because as nearest relative it is your right and duty to buy it. Then, just as the Lord had said, my cousin Hanamah came to me in the courtyard of the garden and said, Buy my field at Anathoth uh, in the territory of Benjamin, since it is your right to redeem it and to possess it. Buy it for yourself. I knew this was what the Lord this was the word of the Lord. So I bought the field at Anathoth from my cousin Hanamal and weighed out for him seventeen shekels of silver. I signed and sealed the deed, had it witnessed, and weighed out the silver on the scales. I took the deed of purchase, the sealed copy containing the terms and conditions, as well as the unsealed copy, and gave this deed to Baruch, son of Neriah, the son of Manasai, in the presence of my cousin Hanamal and of the witnesses who had signed the deed and all of the Jews sitting in the courtyard of the guard. In their presence, I gave Baruch these instructions. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Take these documents, both the sealed and the unsealed copies of the deed of purchase, and put them in a clay jar as they will last for a long time. But this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Houses, fields, and vineyards will again be bought in this land. After I had given the deed of purchase to Baruch, son of Neriah, I prayed to the Lord. Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. You show love to thousands, but bring the punishment of, for the parents' sins into the laps of their children after them. Great and mighty God, whose name is the Lord Almighty, great are your purposes and, your, and mighty are your deeds. Your eyes are open to the ways of all mankind. You reach each person. You reward each person according to their conduct and as their deeds deserve. And so, as we said, kind of interesting movements here. We see Jeremiah, the Lord says, hey, uh, Hamanah, he's, he's going to come. He's going to mm-hmm. tell you to buy the land. Mm-hmm. And then here he comes. And, <laughs> and you know, Jeremiah finds himself in an interesting position. You know, he's been taken captive. Um, he's, in a sense, just in prison when all, a lot of this is happening. Um. But we see that, you know, they sign the documents, they seal some, they unseal some. And, and it's interesting, you know, they put these in these these jars of, of, of clay, uh, callback, <laughs> if you've ever listened to that band. Um, but they actually said, you know, these were how they would preserve documents back in the day, that even some of the Dead Sea Scrolls were found in very similar jars. And so this is a way of preserving these things. And mm-hmm. it was going to need be, to be preserved because this was, as we're talking about, a sign to this future hope. That the land being purchased, even in the odd time that was being purchased, was going to be a land that they would possess again. Mm-hmm. And so even in all the customs of the day, we do see this this future hope held out. And so as you guys are looking at um, Jeremiah 32, what's grabbing you? What's standing out? What's maybe encouraging you? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I would have to read more. But I in the previous chapter, when God says in verse 21, set up road signs, put up guideposts, you know, it makes me think this this may be one of those kind of guideposts that is pointing people back to there will be a day when you'll come home and there will be a day when you will get to buy land. God will make it happen. Um, God will be faithful in, in keeping his promises to you. And um, so that's cool. Um, but also just like the reminder that God cares about even the even things like buying land 
Um, it might feel trivial and it might feel even materialistic. And of course we can make it materialistic. Um, but God, God cares about that. And, um, he knows that we have needs, physical needs. And, um, so he's reminding his people and reminding us that a faithful God doesn't just care about the, the big stuff, but he cares about even where we're going to live. Um, and so I, I love, I love that reminder. Yeah. And too, I mean, it's kind of an unfortunate break that we had to stop right in the middle of his prayer because you're seeing Jeremiah have to wrestle with this a little bit that he sees on the, I mean, the siege is coming, you know, he mm-hmm. knows the downfall is, is soon to pass. And, and yet at the same time, he knows that God is sovereign. God is in control. I mean, the beginning of his prayer, he says, Ah, oh, sovereign Lord, you're the one who made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Like nothing's too hard for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and yet he's like, he, he concludes his prayer saying, and, and you had me buy land as we're, you know, like <laughs> what's happening. And, and it's just that, I mean, really modeling for us, you're going to, we'll see God's response tomorrow, but modeling for us what it looks like to rest in, in the sovereignty of God, the promises of God, even in the midst of, of circumstances and situations we don't fully understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's certainly Jeremiah's life. I mean, that he had just a hard ministry of mm-hmm. delivering, you know, words of judgment. And, um, and here he is, I mean, he's finds himself in under, under like a house arrest. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and yet he's in prison and he's, he's purchasing this land, leaning into the promises of God. So I, I think there's still so, so many similarities to us in this text mm-hmm. as we think about, you know, on the one hand exile is coming, but on the other hand, there's a, a promise as they live in the midst of it, that God will, you know, restore the fortunes of his people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, that's true of us I f- today. I feel like in some ways it's similar to when we, like I've written prayers in a journal um, and when I'm in the middle of something really, really hard. Um, and years later, I've come back to those prayers and read them and have seen the faithfulness of God and seen how he answered those prayers and um and it strengthens my faith when i do that and i part of me wonders if like when they came back when he came back to this deed and found this deed in this jar like the faithfulness of god um or whoever found the deed you know when they came back like wow god remained true to his promises and so that's that's really really a cool thing you know i mean jeremiah is showing us that he knows god he knows the character and, and the heart of God that is expressed, you know, beautifully in this prayer as he reminds of so many things of who God is. He's sovereign. He's creator. You know, he's all powerful, omnipotent. And so he has these, this knowledge of God and, and he invites us then to use that knowledge, you know, to begin shaping the way we pray and begin mm-hmm. shaping the way we look at our current situations. And, mm-hmm. and so it is with that knowledge, it's not just knowledge for knowledge's sake, but the knowledge of God actually begins to inform the way we look at the world around us, pray and, and deal with even these tough situations that he finds himself in now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so one encouragement we find here, um, let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the reminder that even in the difficulties, you are sovereign. Um, you're the creator, you're all powerful. Um, you've shown your love. Um, to thousands. And so thank you that we've seen that love displayed in Christ and may that love um, fuel us, encourage us and be what um, be what we turn to even in our moments of need. We pray us all in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.